Welcome to Mama Soul's Wisdom I Am Love Movement Podcast, the place where you will learn how to build a five-dimensional family through decades of experience, where the core values are learning what is possible through love and acceptance and knowing how to do right by your family. We'll assist in the growth of you and the ones you love. success outside the home that will ever compensate for the failure inside of your home. Now, introducing the host of the I Am Love Movement Podcast, the one and only Mama Soul Wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. Do you want to live your life by design and not by default? Do you want to belong to a movement bigger than yourself? If you want to go from victimhood to Victory for yourself and your families, it all starts with loving yourself first. My name is Loretta Wetzel, also known as Mama Soul Wisdom, sharing old school wisdom for a new generation, and I am the founder of the I Am Love Movement. Now, I created this podcast for families and entrepreneurs so that they can gain a competitive edge on life. I share everything that I've learned from old school wisdom so that you can live your biggest and best life. Let's end this conversation of suffering and pain and let's have a conversation that includes abundance, prosperity, and love. Now, for today's old school wisdom saying for a new generation, here it is. You ready? Life is not happening to you. Life is happening for you. Anytime you give energy and power to circumstances, you're in a losing battle. Let me repeat that. Anytime you give your energy and your power to circumstances, game over. You lost. Take your energy and dig deep inside so that you can find the energy for courage, tenacity, and the internal wisdom to face whatever you are dealing with. So let me paint this picture another way. I like free-range eggs. I like them scrambled and a good source of protein. But we all know that if you've ever visited a science museum, there's usually an exhibit of chicks in an incubator coming out of their shell. As that embryo is developing, if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. If broken by an inside force, life begins. Great things always begin from the inside. Today, we're having a conversation with my guest, the comeback champion, Shay Brown. Shay Brown is a globally renowned giant, that's right, giant 
in the sales world. He has cracked the once elusive code of entrepreneurial success with a game-changing model that unlocks unlimited financial potential, power, and wealth. I got to tell you, that's hot right there because I love models. I love systems. I can't wait to hear more about that. So in six short years, Shay has dominated the sales space, coaching thousands of rising business leaders to achieve exponential growth and success to the tune of over $400 million and counting. His acclaimed seven-figure sales team concept has forever erased the outdated notion that generating revenue in business is a sole source game. Instead, he illustrates that it is indeed a team sport, just like real estate investing. It's a team sport, not an individual sport. Now, I believe most people, most successful people, realize that in order to be successful these days, you must collaborate. Shay Brown is the creator of Sales Team Guru, host of the number one business development and late night show in the U.S., The Happy Entrepreneur Show, and founder of Come Back Champion. Let's get ready to rumble! Shay Brown, so glad to have you on. I love it. Thank you. Thank now, you. let's start off by telling our listeners an interesting or fun fact about yourself that's not in your bio, because I like to start off with, you know, fun stuff, quirky stuff. Sure. You know, so there I am learning photography. Um, I've purchased a new camera and, and I'm out there and I'm taking photos and I, I come to the realization that. I'm not that good at it, right? And I started taking photos uh, probably about 20 years ago, back when they had film. Some of y'all know about that. Y'all like me, Ma Bell was around. You put film on the camera. And I would take pictures of my sons doing their games and I would give the photos away when I used to take them to CVS and I could give, buy one, get two prints and give them away. Well, here's why it's a fun fact, I believe, is that I'm now back in the game. I wanna take photos. And this time, Loretta, I said, I do something different. One. I'm embarrassed to say how much money we spent on the camera, so I'm not going to tell you that. But I will tell you, <laughs> I might as well buy a car these days, but I will tell you that I decided to spend time in taking lessons to learn. And here's what I learned from my mentor, Joseph McClennan. He always says, Shay, you're never too old or you're never too young to have a fun childhood. So I'm going back and having fun taking photos, and it's just been a lot of fun. Oh, that's nice. And you know what? I call them gadgets, toys, doesn't matter. If it floats your boat and you like it, money is simply a tool. Yeah. So I don't I don't know much about photography, but I do know Hasselblad cameras are pretty expensive. <laughs> so it might be around in that realm. It could be something else, but I'm like, you having fun and you love it, life is worth living. So that's pretty neat. I can't wait to come to an exhibit. 
So you're going to take your photos and post well, them? I'm, I'm, I'm doing lifestyle photography, so it's a little different uh, lifestyle. I guess it could have a zip, but I guess you're right. I could do that. Yeah. Which is taking pictures of what's going on real time, like capturing the moment. And so uh, you, you're, you're right. You're right. I didn't think I'd be able to do it because a uh, quick story in about one minute, I went to my daughter-in-law's uh, uh, class. She teaches gym class and um, I took pictures and I was excited. And everybody was so excited. And I got back home and guess what? They were all blurry. They were all oh. blurry. And I was floored because I'd promised to send it to people. And now I had a product that I couldn't send anywhere. And so that's what said, you know what? Maybe she read the instructions, which I was told to do that I didn't do. Maybe she get a trainer, which I was told to do that I didn't do. And isn't that how life is? So I did redeem myself. So don't worry about me. I did go back the following week, and uh, you know we got some we got some shots because we know know how to use the tool. And isn't that how life is? Maybe you're sitting at home, and maybe it's not about photography, but maybe there's something that you wanted to do that you never really did because you were fearful, you wasn't sure if you could do it, or you just didn't think you had the time. Here's what I want you to know. Go do it. You always got the time. Always got the time. Ooh, I love it. Now, I love to have parents and entrepreneurs on my podcast right. and have them to share how they triumphed over a tragedy or their worst moments using love, acceptance, or forgiveness, or all three. So in your own words, share with our listeners what was your worst moment or tragedy, and how did you triumph over it? You know, my, my, my worst moment, I would say, a tragedy is um, I was upstairs, um, entrepreneur, working, which happens, and my two sons were living with me at the time because I'd been through a divorce. Uh, not the first divorce, but the second divorce. And I'm upstairs in the room working, and my sons yell, Dad, Dad, someone's still in the car. And I run downstairs to see what's going on. I, I go look out the window, and, and there's my Lexus truck. It's an RX300. I love that truck, by the way. And I'm looking over there, and there's a tow guy, and he's towing the truck in front of my house. And I look at him, he looks at me, I look at my sons, I look back at him, and I give him what called the guy nod. He gives me the guy nod back. I look over at my sons, and I said, don't worry, the car is just going to the garage. And it was in that moment of me lying to my sons, whom I love dearly, that I felt like a failure. I mean, okay, first let's acknowledge that I was a failure as a husband, right? Because here I am going through a divorce and something didn't work out right. And then I'm a failure as an entrepreneur because I'm burning through my money. I was even into my 401k at that time. Don't suggest you do that. And I'm a failure. And now I'm here lying to my sons. And I had what I call the never again moment. It's a very low time. It's probably a, a defining moment in my life. And this might be you. Maybe you didn't go through a divorce. Maybe you didn't lie to your kids when your car was being repossessed. But maybe there was a moment where a relationship, you knew you did something and you shouldn't have done it. Or maybe you ate the food you shouldn't have eaten. Or maybe you overspent on your credit cards. Well, for me, I was a failure. And I said, you know what? Never again would I find myself in a position where I have to lie to my sons. Never again would one client make the difference whether I pay my mortgage or not. Never again would I hit the light switch and, and in that moment, the cable not come on. There's a note that says, call Comcast. That's what I had back in the day because I didn't pay the bill. And it was in that moment 
Loretta, that I had to make a decision that something had to change. And I took a step in about a minute, and I'm coming back to you. I took a step, and I, and I wish I could say that I just watched a YouTube video. That didn't exist back then, by the way. Wish I could say I just showed up at some seminar. That didn't happen. But I will say that by taking one step after another and then getting a mentor, his name was Eric Lofton, who I paid $5,000 for, borrowed money from my brother who thought it was another get rich scheme by the way don't say anything i didn't pay him back yet and i went out to california and he gave me an idea and that's why i love what you're doing here with the i am love movement you only need one idea to change your life and he gave me an idea to help me with my business and as a result today i do help folks get the resources they need in their business by generating more revenue so they can sell and serve sell and serve sell and serve so that was a defining moment for me and my family because it changed loretta and this is the message it changes your, the trajectory of our family. We have to go do things, take vacations, and do things I never thought was possible. Mm. You know, I'm so glad you shared that. And as I'm listening to you, I'm like, I have a theory. I want to check it out with you. Mm -hmm. People, successful entrepreneurs that I've interviewed, it seems as if they've all had a defining moment by something but that's negative. But also the deeper the valley that they've been into and they've come out on the other side, it seems the more success that they have. What are your thoughts about that? You know, one of the things that we do know, and it's a philosophy that I like to live by, is that champions always come back. And you're right, Loretta. Um, you know, there, there was a time where it was a it was a personal failure. I mean, we've had failure. I talked about one with with my son. Um, I remember in, in the business when we had one of the largest clients I've ever had to this date. And it was about 10 years ago. So, wow, think about that. And it was enough money coming in for one client, which was a, a company at the time that we didn't spend any energy on anything else but trying to build the company to service that one client. I thought this would maybe a three to five year deal. And a year later, when the contract expired, although they told me, hey, don't worry, we're back with you. Here's the lesson. They decide to go in a separate direction. Now, I walk in thinking they're going to sign the deal at some point. And they're like, hey, by the way, we're going to go in a different direction. We love you. Your team's doing good, but we're going to do something different. Mm -hmm. And at the time, Loretta, I took it personal. Um, I was upset because we had not focused on building a company. We had focused on servicing a client. Big difference. Secondly, I had to let some folks go and share that the contract was gone, the money is gone, now they've got to go. And that lesson taught me one thing, one thing, and I know it's, it's going to sound like overly simplistic, but I want you all to jot this down in your notes, and that is keep the main thing the main thing. That there's certain principles of business and life that allow you to get to where you want to go to. And this is the one principle. Jot this down in your notes. And that is the systems be goals every single time. Systems be goals every single time. See, I had a goal of making the money. I had a goal of a certain way I want to live, but I didn't have a system in place that allowed that to happen. So since that moment, I have been all out on providing value to as many people as possible and having a system that keeps putting me in front of people over and over and over again. So, yeah, if you want to say you come back, yes. Um, were they able to rebound with cash flow? Yes. What does it mean for you? Well, if you find yourself in a situation, what system can you use to get yourself out that situation so you're not back there again? Champions always come back. Champions always come back.
champions always come back. Systems beats goals every single time. I love it. You want to know what what I use systems for? This is what I use systems for. Mm -hmm. Systems stands for saves you stress, time, energy, and money. Saves you stress, time, energy, and money. Spell systems. You better have a system or you're going to burn yourself out. Uh, Not only that, to your point, keep the main thing the main thing. That had to be heartbreaking for you to have to let some of your employees go because, you know, people have a right to choose to do business wherever. Sure. And you took it personally, but there was also a valuable lesson that you learned from that. And that's the key. Always learn the lesson because there are only two ways that you can fail in life. Number one, you tried something and it didn't work out, but you didn't learn anything from it. If you do something that doesn't work out and you don't learn anything from it, you fail. So true. And the, and the other way that you can fail in life is that you simply quit. And you know how I feel about that. Don't mm-hmm. quit. Right? Those are the only two ways you can fail in life. Other than that, you can't fail. So what advice would you give to someone wanting to pursue being an entrepreneur? They've been thinking about it, thinking about it. They're miserable in their job. They can't afford to quit their job because they got to keep a roof over their head and food on the table. But they know it's something more for them out in the world. They have this idea, they have this passion, and they want to develop it. So what advice would you give them and what would be a top strategy that you would start them out with? You know, so when I start off in business, I I used to always feel like I had to do everything myself. And I would look around and I would partner with people on certain things and not partner on other things. I said, well, I'm going to do this alone. I'm going to do my thing and I can do this faster. And, and that was a belief that I have. And, you know, you think about beliefs, beliefs are just thoughts and thoughts are things and things can be changed. And I wish I could say that I decided all of a sudden to have a new belief, but that wasn't the case. What, what took place, and this was about uh, 2006, 2007, the market had crashed and the real estate market had crashed. And at that time, people's uh, finances changed. They could no longer have all this line of credit. And here's the point. I found myself in a situation as an entrepreneur that I could no longer do what was I used to do, which is buy, get a hotel room, do it myself, and let everybody come in and then sell a product at the end. And I started collaborating with other entrepreneurs. So I would call like a Loretta, let's say, for example, or I would call someone else that I knew, like a Calvin, or I might call a cat and say, why don't you put up a thousand? I put up a thousand. You put up a thousand. You put up a thousand. It's $5,000. And we all go in together and we collaborate. Now, I didn't have a choice because that was the only business model I had. The only other option back then was conference calls. We didn't have what we have now. And here's the lesson that I learned because I don't know if I would have learned this lesson as fast. I heard about 
this. I knew about this, but it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to do it. Jot this down in your notes. And, and here's the principle that I learned. This is the question Loretta asked. What would I share to someone right now? And here it is. Collaboration crushes competition. I'm going to say that again, just so you make sure you write that down. Collaboration crushes competition. You see, I was operating in a place of abundance, so I figured there was enough for everybody, but I wasn't really having a true strategic collaboration partnership. And so I made a decision. Now, I know they say it's Tony Robbins as well. It's in those moments of decision that your destiny is formed. But I'm part of the Puff Daddy generation. I got my AARP card. I got remix version. On everything. Yeah, there are decisions that are important, but my daddy, Marsha Brown, would say decisions plus discipline equals domination, right? Or dominion. And so I started applying discipline and started doing what I know. It's one thing to intellectually know to do something, it's another thing to do it. And I started reaching out and I had this whole plan on I'm going to have 10 partnerships. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to be the number one collaborator. If they say anything, they'll say, he's always collaborating. Call him up. He, he, he's always there, no matter what you're doing, no matter how wacky the idea is. And it led me to some power collaborations that over the years have helped me grow personally have helped me grow as an entrepreneur and has helped me serve, helped me bless and helped me make a difference for so many other folks because it wasn't about me, it was about we. Collaboration crushes competition. What that means to you is think about how you can collaborate with other folks and you are now working full time, which is an honorable thing to do. You wanna be an entrepreneur, but how can you collaborate with other folks so everybody can do a little bit and together, together, you make a bigger difference. Collaboration crushes competition. You got this. You can do this. You can have it all right now if you work with other folks. Ooh, I like your version better. I've always heard a rising tide raises all ships, but collaboration crushes competition. I like that. That's, that's hot. That's hot. All right. Now, I'm curious. I'm just naturally curious. You have uh, in your background one of my uh, champions, uh, Muhammad Ali. I just saw One Night in Miami, by the way, if you haven't had a chance to see it yet. Uh, it's awesome. I, I, you got to see it. You got to see, see it. it. You got to see it. You got to see it. I'm putting so that on my I'll, list right now. Yeah, I won't, I won't share, but uh, you can catch it on Amazon. But uh, tell me why you have a poster of Muhammad Ali in your background. Well, the reason I have the poster of Muhammad Ali is that when I was growing up, other than him being the champ, right? And other than him being someone who was a big time winner, <clears throat> is that I remember hearing him say over and over, I'm the greatest. And that's what people are known for. But I heard this one chant that he did and it, it changed my psychology. I got cut. I went to Godwin Middle School down in uh, Dale City, Virginia. And I had tried out for the basketball team and Coach Fred Miller cut me from the team. I didn't even make the first cuts, okay? And I'd worked all summer and I thought he was biased because I was the shortest guy out there, by the way. So I thought that was it. And I still think I was the best. But I remember a short period later, hearing these words saying the champ is here the champ is here the champ is here and i used to get up and look in the mirror okay and at the time i was a lot shorter than i am now i'm five six and a half on a good day by the way okay but back then i used to tell myself the champ is here the champ is here the champ is here and i started telling myself it does it didn't matter that i got cut from the team it didn't matter how embarrassed i was you know what the champ was still in the house might not have been on the team 
might not have been playing, but I'm still in the building. So to this day, there's a lot of things that I admire about Muhammad Ali, obviously. But if you're out there right now, the one thing that I know that I know, and I don't know who you are, I don't know what's been going on in your situation, but I do know one thing, that the law of belief is whatever you tell yourself over and over again, you will eventually believe. The law of belief is whatever you tell yourself over and over again, you will eventually believe. So if you believe that one day you're going to be in a happy relationship, it's going to happen. If you're going to believe that your sex or getting laid is going to get better, it's going to happen. If you believe right now that you can be an entrepreneur and you can you can uh, work full time and have a family, you can have it. Why? Because the decision is up to you. And I want you to tell yourself right now, the champ is here. The the champ is here. So when I walk into my office and I see that posted, there's a full size post. Why you got it hanging up there? Because it reminds me that the champ is here. And it's not just a saying. It's not just an ideology. It's in your actions. Because I believe this. I'm coming back over you now. The universe rewards people who take action differently than those that don't. And so even if you don't believe you're the champ, you tell yourself the champ and eventually you're going to believe it. And then you'll take the actions of a champion. And then, therefore, you are the champion. Now, you might say, well, Shane, he was the greatest of all time. Yeah, but my father had a stand. He says this to my sons and to my nieces and nephews, but he always says, look, it's not enough anymore just to be the best in what you do. It's just not enough. You got to get around the best and be the best of the best because you compete with folks all over the world, folks you'll never, ever see. So every time I show up, I say, I only got one game. I got the A game. So when I sit down, I say, you know what? Don't matter who I'm talking to, the champ is in the house. So you're here with Loretta right now. You're here with the I Am Love movement. I want you to know the champ is in the building every time Loretta shows up. Tell yourself right now, the champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. And it's not an ego thing. It's the truth. I'm in the building. And Loretta's in the building. Hey. And you in the building. Hey. I love it. Oh, Shay, thank you for sharing that. You actually reminded me of something that my mom told me when I was a little girl. Now, I'm not going to tell my age. Ladies, don't tell their ages. But uh, I'm as old as my tongue and a little older than my teeth. But my mama sat me down in the kitchen one day. And uh, I'll never forget because she says, baby. You're a young Negro girl. They called us Negroes back then. So I'm just going to use the, the language that she used. And she said, there's something you're going to have to understand. She says, when you go out into this world, there are going to be some people that are not going to love you the way that we do. She said, first of all, she says, you're a Negro girl. And there's, there are people out there that they don't believe that women, females, can succeed in life. And then the second thing she told me is that when you are in school, if everybody is getting C's, you better be bringing home B's. And if everybody's getting B's, you better be bringing home A's. And if everybody is getting A's, you better be bringing home A pluses. Why? She said, because as a young Negro girl, you cannot afford not to be the best. You have to be the champion. And I was very young. I had to have been in elementary school when she told me that. Young. And, um, and so when you shared that story, 
about Muhammad Ali. I am the champion. The champion is in the building. It's a mindset thing that as soon as you walk into your office and you see that picture, it reminds you and you act like a champion and you speak like a champion and you work like a champion. And it makes a huge difference. So I thank you for sharing that story. Some people think it's woo-woo, like it's affirmations, is woo-woo. It's not woo-woo at all. So since we're on the subject of champions and you are the comeback champion, do you have any events associated around being a comeback champion? Yeah, one of the challenges of facing folks today is how do they stay in the conversation? How do they continue to grow? How to continue to take the lessons from other folks so they can get from where they are to the other side faster? How can they leverage other experiences? And more importantly, how can they get there with less effort without all the complexity in there? And so, yeah, we have a summit coming up called Comeback Champion Summit. I think it's over at www.comebackchampionsummit.com. It's open to the public, uh, but we have the best, the brightest, and most intelligent individuals, and they show up just to serve. Some are sharing their expertise. Some are sharing their experience, but at the end of the day, they're sharing the best ideas, the insider secrets, and more importantly, how do you come back? Now, this is not just for the person who got hit with the punch they never saw coming. It's not just for that person. But I know this much, if you woke up this morning and you had your plan all laid out and you got an email that threw you off a little bit, you got to come back from that. I know some of you just today were supposed to work out. Maybe you didn't do that. You got to come back from that. See, superstars, they never reach their goals. I think it was number 44, President Barack Obama, I think one of the greatest presidents of all time. I may be biased, but, but one of the things he said is if you're always hitting your goal, then your goal might be too short. And so champions' goals are always too big, so they're always not hitting every single one, but they always come back. So champions always come back. So it's called ComebackChampionSummit.com. I invite you and your audience to all attend. Go over to ComebackChampionSummit.com. Grab your ticket. Get a front row seat and bring a friend. Don't come by yourself. Bring a friend. Hey, that's part of that collaboration. Like, bring a friend. Don't come by yourself. All right. So... My tagline is love yourself first. So I always ask my guests, how do you define this phrase? When you hear love yourself first, what does that mean to you, Shay Brown? You know, you got to take care of yourself first. Um, I found myself in a situation, um, my father passed away May 2nd, 2017, and at that time, a lot was going on in my life. Um, very, very close to my father. He's right down the street. And I never really mourned on that, right? So as a result, we had something going on at the time. I was involved with a, another organization that was Black CEO, and it was at its height. It, and I was traveling two and three times a week, so I was always on the road. Um, and a lot was happening in my business, and I didn't take care of myself. And as a result, I found myself with something called Bell Palsy. I didn't even know what that Bell Palsy was. I'm on doing a broadcast one day, and someone said, are you having a stroke? I said, well, I can't be having a stroke. I'm training for a marathon. I can't be having a stroke. I just had my physical. I'm, I'm in top tip shape. But what I didn't know is that it's the inside. It's what you don't talk about. It's what you're suppressing that pushes down the body. So it's important to love yourself. And I made a decision then. I was, you might say he was already working out. He was doing some things, but it's also mental health. 
So yeah, I went to see a psychologist. Okay, that's a topic for another time. So I shrink. But what I learned was three things. I got to take care of my health and that became my number one priority. Take care of my happiness, that became my second priority. And then take care of my wealth, that became the third priority. So loving me was making sure that I could be the best version of myself which leads me to why Mamba mentality is behind me because it's all about me competing against myself. That took the pressure off and I was blessed. I know folks have Bill palsy and some don't bounce back. And I was blessed in 30 days. I was back into my contacts, but still think about that and think about how you're taking care of yourself right now, mentally, physically. So today I take about 12 supplements in the morning, by the way, told you I got my AARP card. Okay. I'm taking everything I can take. But I'm also, I also exercise. I have a personal trainer. I'm in, I have three gyms. Not about what I have, but it's about what am I doing. So when you say love yourself, love yourself mentally first. Love yourself on the inside first, but take care of you. So although you may always smile and maybe you're not down, it doesn't mean you're not processing things. And I didn't really understand that until Pops passed away. And now years, uh, several months later, talking to a shrink, by the way, a psychologist. She's really good, by the way, Dr. Joy. But um, talking to her, I learned that, you know what? A lot of things I got to process. This thing is, is over and I, I've got to move on. And so that's how you love yourself. Now, here's why the point I make. When you take care of yourself, you better take care of your family. I'm married now. My third marriage is okay. Okay, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to make it 43 years like, like Loretta over there, by the way. But now I'm taking care of myself. Now I can take care of her. I can take care of my kids. I have more energy. I have more stamina. I have more clarity. I have more focus so that I can do what I'm called to do, which is be here with you and serve you to the best of my ability. Why? Because I'm taking care of my health. Why? Because I'm focused on my happiness. And why? Because I'm focusing on the money. When you have more money, you can have more meaning. Trust me, you can make a dollar and a difference at the same time. I'm on that plan. Holler at your boy. Topic for another time. Back over to you, Loretta. Shay, I just love your energy, your excitement, and how you serve others. How can people connect with you online? You know, the best way to connect with me is that I want to connect with you, right? So uh, if you're on social media, my favorite platform is just Instagram. Now, I don't know if Instagram's still around by the time you all hear this. But if it is still around, go to Instagram. Just type in I am Shay Brown, like I and then A-M and then C-H-E Brown. So type in I am Shay Brown on social media. Now, here's the cool thing. I can't see you. But you can see me. But when you connect with me on social media, I can see you and I can connect with you and I'll DM you and we'll start the relationship. Then that's for those folks who just want to connect with me personally. I love falling and, you know, really learn about other people. If those that just want to know, Shay, on the business side, how can I connect with you? Just go over to salesteamguru.com. For all those entrepreneurs like, what does he do? I don't even know. Just go to salesteamguru.com. S-A-L-E-S, team, T-E-A-M, guru, G-U-R-U guru.com and when you go there just follow the instructions set up an appointment let's have a conversation i'll learn about you and your business and what you do and maybe i can support you and maybe you can support me but we can start a collaboration collaboration crushes competition oh shay thank you so much this has been an awesome awesome 30 minutes okay ladies and gentlemen you have it at the I Am Love Movement. If you want to find out more information about our guest, Shay Brown, tune in. Also, if you want to find out more old school wisdom for new generation, go to mamasoulwisdom.com. 
That's M-A-M-A, MamaSoulWisdom.com, MamaSoulWisdom.com, and you can learn how to do right by your family. Now, if you go to that website, it has some free downloads of information on leadership, personal development, and entrepreneurship, so check it out. Remember, love and light are healing forces. Go make a positive difference in someone's life today. Rise up and shine. Rise up and thrive. Rise up and succeed. Rise up and be who you were meant to be. This is Mama Soul Wisdom, founder of the I Am Love Movement, sending you compassion, acceptance, and forgiveness. Until next time, always remember to love yourself first. Thank you for tuning in to Mama Soul Wisdom's I Am Love Movement podcast. We hope that you have received a massive amount of value through the tips and tools provided here on today's episode. We look forward to helping you and your loved ones grow each and every day by sharing some of Mama's Soul Wisdom. to sign up and register today to Mama Soul Wisdom's mailing list and tune in next time for our next episode of the I Am Love Movement Podcast.